Welcome back, Freak fans. We're so excited to have you back on the Frequency After Show tonight. We have a lot to talk about, so stay tuned. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Oh, I thought we were going to chat. <laughs> oh, what's the light? We chose this song because a lot of a lot of our characters took L's on the show tonight. Stay taking L's, but then at the same time, they came with that bounce back. They did. They definitely bounced back, especially Brainy. Bounced back for her dad. Man, she not only did she bounce back for her dad, she bounced back for Kyle. She did bounce Say back. what? Oh. And bounced back from Dan. She did. She did. Um, well, welcome back, everybody. It's been a very long time since we've right? been here. Like weeks. Probably about a month now, weeks I'd say. Weeks on weeks. Low weeks key. Weeks. But I'm excited. I'm excited to get back into it, right? Are you? Oh, definitely. Definitely. We're, um, I'm excited, but at the same time, I, I'm, I'm kind of in my feelings a little bit because I, I I feel like they're jumping some sharks right now. Like I They're like- just... I'm gonna need y'all to slow it real down. Like, I'm, I'm sorry. Slow it down real slow. Like... You're moving really too fast, and and I just want to I just want to take things slow. Like I don't, <laughs> I'm not that kind of guy. Okay, like uh, you know I really like you though. So just if you could just take things slow, I think we can really have something really be beautiful good. right here. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> well, before we get into everything, I'm your host Olivia Gabri. Follow me on Instagram and Twitter, the real OG. And you can find me on Twitter. What? Chaos Double J. Oh, I'm sorry. I messed that up, too. I'm just on one mess today. It up? I said Chaos Double J. There's no double J. Oh, it's K double I can't even spell my own name tonight, but it's okay. Everybody takes L's as yeah, long as you bounce back. That's what matters, right? So, Chaos J on Twitter. You can also find me on Instagram, Chaos underscore Oceans 31. 31 flavors of bounce backness tonight. Yeah. Let's get it. So, I definitely agree with the fact that they're moving very quickly with this Nightingale. They took it and they're running with it. Nightingale. Franken Jewels. Um, I mean, hell, then we've got Raimi and, and, and Raimi and Daniel and Raimi and Guile. Mm-hmm. Like, they're just they're throwing everything out there. Yeah, for sure. It's almost like they're trying to squeeze it all they're in before to they have to everything wrap it up. In. It's like, why? Come up with another season, y'all. You don't have to rush. We got time. Let's take it slow. Yeah, I mean, since we are rushing everything so much, I'm interested to see how they wrap it all up because now we have a lot more room for different things to happen. We do. We do. Um, we've got a lot of different time shifts this that's happening and is that we're, we saw from the preview that's going to happen. So would you like to get into it? Let's get into it. Let's go. So uh, we open up with Deacon Joe. So everyone is, the public is now aware that he's officially the Nightingale Killer. And the reward for finding him is $100,000. I... I'm a can little I, can bit. I, I mean, you want to go find Deacon Joe right now? Well, first of all, I could use a hundred thousand. Right, like <laughs> I could use that, but I'm a little bit disappointed that he is actually the Nightingale. For a second, I thought they could be tricking us, and it could get a little bit juicier. But straight up, or even 
it could have been him and um, the other guy, the doctor. Yeah. Like, that would have been dope. Like, a double team? Exactly. That would have been dope. Just an accomplice or something. But as you said, we are a little bit rushed because we just got introduced to Deacon Joe not even, like, two episodes, two ago? episodes ago. That's it. And then all of a sudden, Deacon Joe's just... Popping off. Serious. Not only is he popping off... But he's beating people in the name of Jesus. <laughs> like, yeah. he is literally taking, he's beating the sin out of his kids and his wife. Yeah. Like, on a whole new level. It's it, it's ridiculous. Um, I'm wondering what what exactly his issue is. Like, is he sick? Does he truly believe that he's saving these people? Oh, no. He legitimately believes he's doing God's work. Mm-hmm. All day. Granted, I don't think he's as overzealous about it as we've seen in other TV shows and movies and stuff like that with crazy religious killers. But clearly, yeah, he's he's full out. He's like super full crazy. Yeah, but... I mean, because he's, you know, he doesn't even look at it as murder. He looks at it more as like, I'm cleansing you and I'm helping you out. Like... Like, this is going to hurt me, more is going to hurt you. It's like, but wait, you're killing me. It's like, you don't get it. You don't understand. Yeah, like, he thinks he's helping them out and doing yeah. them a favor. But the thing that gets me is, I mean, not that it's ever right to take someone's life or to cleanse them, but he's trying to cleanse them for very minuscule, minuscule things. Like, it's not even like these people are doing some seriously wrong and heinous acts. Yeah. This boy spilt wine by mistake. And now he has to be punished for it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, uh, I was just like, oh. And then, I mean, and then she even said when she was talking to the counselor, like, he was really, really good at hiding his emotions. Mm-hmm. So, granted, they knew, like, Dad's Deacon Joe is about to let it, just let it off. But he didn't let that show. You know, like, at the dinner table, he was... He looked like it was okay. Right. Like, for a split second, I was like, no, it's it's okay. It's It was an accident. Because mm-hmm. that's how he... I mean, he was super, super cool, super sweet and genuine about it. No, it's all right. Things happen. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. The next thing you know, you're getting beat by no. the name of Jesus. It's like, what happened? And I think that's truly what makes a psychopath a psychopath, you know? Yeah. The ability to disguise it that well. Um so, Robbie, what we're talking about here is uh, the scene when Robbie accidentally spilt the wine on Deacon Joe's friend. And it was clear that it was a mistake. And he's a young boy. And obviously, uh, the officer wasn't really bothered by it. He understood that it was a mistake. But from the look on Robbie's face, he knew that it's about to be something trouble. was coming for him. Trouble. Exactly. Especially the fact that uh, Deacon Joe mentioned, oh, we should take a trip up to the cabin. And clearly, the cabin is where... He performs all his healing. His cleansing. His cleansing. He's going to cleanse you of your sins. Um, I mean, and then not only that, but we even saw where, you know, he was beating the mom for something she did. Mm-hmm. You know, so, I mean, he spared the... No one was spared from Deacon Joe's beatings. You know what, Deacon though? Joe's beatdowns were shared amongst everyone. I, what I was wondering is, since... You like no one really was spared, and he was beating people for very small things. But I'm wondering this whole time why he chose to keep Megan around out of everybody in his family. He did. He killed his wife, right? And his son. His son, and but for some reason he kept Megan. 
Yeah, that's a good question. And Megan is causing a lot of problems for him every time she runs away, mm-hmm. every time she makes really throwing him under the bus. But As well as she should, he course. definitely needs to be thrown under the bus, and the bus needs to back over him. And a couple times. <laughs> and then back over him, and then again. But she, and something I noted was she's not afraid to talk back to him. We saw no. her just really telling him off and telling him like it is, and... He is still putting up with it for some it's reason. It's almost like he kind of has, like, he still has, like, a soft spot for her. Right. Or, like, maybe she was, like, his one of his favorites. You know, they always say parents shouldn't have favorites. But in some situations when you, you know, some parents do have favorites. Mm-hmm. And that could be the case is that she was the favorite, which is why... Yeah. She's still alive. And she's the last one left, so maybe it's like he doesn't want to be alone, or I'm not sure what it is, but... Uh, you know, he spared her for a reason. Yeah. So, on a lighter note, we've got Frank and Jules waking up from after, you know, from a a nighttime of just loving. It was just a a lot of sexual healing. Oh, that would have been a good song to open up with. Right? You know, maybe. (laughs) Yeah, but I mean, everybody was taking L, so, you know, maybe next episode, you know, if the love, if the love streak between Frank and Jules keeps going on a a high like it's going right now, uh, we might have to bust out some Marvin Gaye. I was pretty amazed at the fact that she took him back so not but that did it was she, easy. But did she take him back though? Like, did, is he all the way back in? Because you know when He's he decided on to the leave, couch. right? <laughs> when he decided to leave Satch's uh, Satch's house, um, you know, then she was like, "Oh, you can sleep on the couch." He's like, "Hold on, wait." Like, yeah, we was just getting sweaty, and now I gotta go back on the couch because you could see that Ramy was excited. When she walked in and saw them in bed talking, oh, we just had a sleepover. Like, yeah, okay, whatever you I say. See you. Right. <laughs> yeah, like, you guys are very noisy with your sleepover. Um, I don't know, like, on, on one hand, again, like, I have the beef with the fact that I feel like they're jumping the shark, but at the same time, I kind of did want Frank and Jules to, mm-hmm. you know, get back together. And I see she's still trying to play a little tough and. And, you know, and make it not so easy. But ultimately, I don't know. Like, I I think she might kind of be open to the possibility. Well, I think she's definitely open to the possibility because I feel as if she wanted to get back with him for a while now, but she... He wasn't acting right. He was. She couldn't give it back that easy because right. he wasn't 100% where she needed him to be. Right. And she was very, like, vulnerable in the situation that night on the couch, so she did take him back. And he was too, though. Of course, they like you know he was upset. And she was comforting him. Yeah, she comforted his brains. Out. The reason, the reason <laughs> why I think that she's really ready to get back into it is because when he visited her at the hospital, he admitted that he couldn't go to Ramey's recital because he had to work. And right then and there, I was like, "Crap! Like you blew it." Because right. Well, she, she had even such said, "One step forward, two steps back." Exactly, but. She had to give him that dig. However, mm-hmm. she ended up being okay with it. Right. And well, let's talk about that kiss, though. Like, was it? I don't remember. Was it before or was it after when he was about to leave? But she get that when you grab someone's face and you mm, and you plant it on them like that, you know, passionate. pull a little lip action. Yeah, that's not just a. That's not just something. Oh, okay, have a good day. 
Yeah, that's a little more than want to have a good day. She's feeling it. She probably, yeah. you know, she missed him. Right. I bet. And they're, they've been together for a long time, so it's definitely hard to, I mean, the even they have a child. Yeah. Um, but I am surprised that she's making him stay on the couch. But Just a maybe little bit, but she, you know what? It's okay. Yeah. He's, he's in still, there. He's in there. Right. He's still, he's in the house. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's the first step. So, <laughs> you know, maybe, you know, maybe in a week or two we can get back upstairs. I, I see him making it up there. Oh, yeah, yeah, I definitely do. Um, I feel a little bit bad for Frank, though, because it's, you can tell that he's upset by the fact that he has to miss Raimi's recital. And I think he's even more upset that he is preparing to take another man's life. Right. Obviously, that's very nerve-wracking and very anxiety-provoking, knowing that you he's literally prepping for his death. You're intentionally going to kill someone, right. as opposed to it just being a happenstance based on whatever's going on when, you, you know, at, when you're on the job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's lining his trunk. He's buying all the appropriate supplies at the hardware... Well, I don't know what the hardware store, I'm guessing. Home Depot. Home Depot. But, you know, he wasn't really smart about it. He had, like, all the right tools to for a killer to have. Right. He should have thrown some paintbrushes in there from the beginning. Right. Because it was pretty obvious. But at least his cover-up was quick, though. He was mm-hmm. quick with it. On his toes. Yeah, he was definitely on his toes with that one when, uh, when he saw Gordo and his dad. Mm-hmm. So, props to that. Um... I'm glad that he called Satchel on uh on as I have in my notes being bitch made because because <laughs> Loki Satch was the way Satch sold him out like that to Stan. I mean I know we talked about it in, you know in the last episode before the break and it's just I'm still like okay all right Satch mm-hmm. I lost a little bit of respect oh 100 um, percent so I'm definitely glad he called him out on that um. I see we're getting to see a little bit more with Megan. Um, it's always crazy to me how you you have people when they're telling, you know, you have these kids and these teenagers and they're saying, oh, so-and-so's doing this to me or so-and-so's mm-hmm. doing that to me. And granted, we do know that there's a lot of situations where kids and, and stuff will lie or embellish things, but like... It's just crazy to me, like, this counselor is not taking anything she's saying with, like, a grain of salt, or at least initially to me. Right. I think it's very bizarre. I mean, it's been, like, 20 or something years that she's been uh, blaming things on Deacon Joe. And, you know, it could be a situation where she was crazy, even though, I mean, what is really crazy? They're just, he just painted this picture of her that whatever she says is not reliable or truthful but if it just blows my mind that it's very clear that she feels threatened by deacon joe and and no one else can yeah and they're just releasing her into his custody and it's like well she's clearly right she's like i'm scared for my life to be with deacon joe and they're like all right so uh deacon joe's here he's gonna pick you up (laughs) uh we're gonna go ahead and uh, release you into his custody Mm -hmm. and uh Maybe you guys can go get some ice cream today. Like, wait, what? Right. But I think props to her that she's still trying to... She's not backing down and not... She's doing... Granted, there's not much she could possibly do. She is sort of helpless because she is labeled as, you know, someone who's mentally ill. So, uh... But she's still willing to call the cops and she's still willing to call Ramey and still willing to try to get Deacon Joe caught. 
Right. Because he took her whole entire family. She has nothing left. Yeah. Really, he's the only thing that she yeah. has left. And, and that's she upsetting. Has, wants no parts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, what else do I have? Well, their re- their father daughter relationship is all. It's like, so weird, and I and and I was waiting. Not that I wanted it to be, but I was waiting for there to be some kind of molestation or right. something. Like I was thinking, I was like, okay, like it's got to be more than just him beating her. Yes. But right I now, almost, it just seems like he's just beating her, and he enjoys her company. I exactly. Mean, I, but that's what I'm saying. I wonder if it goes deeper than that, because since he do, he does keep her alive, maybe he has some type of, like, stronger, deeper feelings for her, or maybe they have not a... Pa- I don't even really know how to word this, but... I really just think it's... She's his favorite. Really? Yeah, like... They've they've given us nothing to go off of this yeah. led us to believe that there's any kind of molestation going on. So maybe she's just his favorite. I guess. I mean, it's not like we're gonna f- probably not gonna find yeah, out. Yeah, I don't know what. Long gone did now. they say there was how many episodes did they say we had? Three or two or? I'm not sure, but it was like the mid season finale, so we had to have. We it's have at least be more three. than one left. Yeah, yeah, we've at least got three episodes, so mm-hmm. we will see. Um, uh, Go ahead. When so I was gonna say, uh, as far as like father daughter relationships go, it's obvious that Frank and Ramy's relationship is getting a little bit stronger since he moved back in, and she's obviously happy that her parents are back together. And did you? Did it seem like to you that she purposely left the clarinet in the car because yes. they put like a little? It was like a little. I wasn't sure if. I mean, I thought it was a clarinet, but I also thought it could have been the, um, what did he take from the hospital? Like the oh, injections, the, the, the vials whatever it of, was. Uh, medicine yeah. and stuff. So I was like, okay, maybe it could be that. And they're just showing it like, oh, it's next to her. But then I, I knew she was plotting something. Yeah. Because she wanted him there that badly. Right, right. So then she left it there. So that way he'd have to bring it to her. Mm-hmm. And then he'd, uh, you know, essentially he'd be there. Yeah. I mean, smart, smart plot, plotting on her, on her end. Um, So Frank finally got to, he finally got to the situation where he had to pull the trigger, literally and hypothetically speaking. So he he sets it all up nicely. He steal well, he steals the money from um, the church, and he just his plan was to make it look like Deacon Joe ran away. Right, and he's been kind of spying on him or following him just getting to know his routine being a smart killer right. i guess you could say right which you, i mean you should be technically when you're a cop right mm. he knows exactly what they're looking for even when him and Ramy's conversation was kind of smart in that way saying okay do we know about any traffic lights or any like ca- security cameras or what are certain obstacles that we have to look out for right so originally he planned to sh- to shoot him, as right. he said, just in the back of the head. But I guess he took a different route, trying to inject him with whatever it was that he took from the hospital that day. But um, obviously, it didn't work. Yeah, and 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 I kind of have a feeling that once they started showing the timeline, they they start showing that you know in present day for her mm-hmm. that he was still alive and that you know he still had Megan captive um, or hostage. Then that let me know, like, okay, well, then what happens in the past? Mm-hmm. Because I thought it was, I thought it was rap. You know, he got in the house, he put him in the headlock, threw him in the trunk. I'm like, okay, cool, like that's a wrap. Yeah. You know, we're about to take down the trunk. Um, no, apparently not. 
Yeah, I knew I knew it as well because we're you know, they're, we're showing the past and present simultaneously, and he's supposedly wrapped up in the trunk dead, but in the present, he's still running, and Raimi's actually the one that has to go after him in the long run. Um, I did think it was ironic, though, because Frank was explaining how he had to, he planned to take this man into the woods and shoot, like, shoot him dead, and in reality, that's what Raimi had to do. Right. Chased him through the woods and just shot him dead. Pretty much. And I, and I was sitting there thinking, when he got on his knees, I was like, oh, was like he's in such a, he's in the position now, there's going to be hard for her to mm-hmm. explain away why she shot him, because he's in a non-threatening position. But, like a gangster, she still shot him, and I... Can't say I'm mad about that. Right. I mean, I don't blame her. Imagine. But at the same time, it's like, wait, we still have all this time left. I know. You just killed the Nightingale, so what's really good? But at the same time, we also know that there's going to be a few different changes that happen between past and present. Mm-hmm. So he may not be dead. That's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking that something could possibly happen in the past where it can change the present to be a different situation. Because now that she... I mean, I don't blame her because... Who's to say that she killed him, too, though? You know, she could have shot him. I guess. To where I'm she just, just going to go ahead and assume that, that she he, killed him. Because okay. she was close. She had that good aim right in the chest. Right. She she was going for... Yeah. She was trying to kill him. Yeah. Um, I, I'm nervous to see how it plays out, though, because... First of all, it seems like when the cops finally caught up to her, they were like, why did you do that? What happened? And I was like, damn, she's going to be in trouble. Right. Not only because of that, but because she wasn't in the woods anymore. She was, like, at a gas station or whatever, wherever it was. And he was in front of her with his hands up on his knees, so... And, like, there could be cameras or something, or maybe even when the cops were approaching her, they saw it. I don't know. And she... I, I kind of want to make the case that it shouldn't have been Raimi uh, pursuing this case anyway. She was too emotionally involved. Like, it was right. a conflict of right. interest. So. But remember, think of all the times that Satch didn't want her to do it. Right. You know, he, he tried to hold her. her back, so. But all those emotions running, she's been running after this guy for so long. The force has been running after him for 20 years. And he was responsible for killing her mother. Right. And kind of killing her father now with... Uh, the current past that we're running with. Right. So I don't blame her. And I feel kind of bad. I hope that she doesn't catch the wrath for for killing him. Um, you know, what else I didn't expect is that, uh, you know, that we we forgot is Deacon killed his daughter. Like this whole mean? time, he shot her in the head. The, That's the Deacon, Deacon Joe, killed, yeah. Killed which daughter? Megan. He shot her in the... Right. Oh, he did! Right. I completely forgot about yeah, that. Yeah, because that's because then because then they go in the house. Because remember, Megan calls for help, and she's calling. She's just kind of holding the phone. She's like, "My name is Megan. I'm in blah blah blah. My name is mm-hmm. Megan. I'm in blah blah blah." And then, you know, she's like, "Oh, I'm just going to go there. I'm already close." And she gets there. There's already police cars there. And then you hear a couple gunshots. They're saying, "Oh yeah, he's got her hostage." Yeah. You go in. You see her laying there. Uh, then he's gone. And that's when that chase through the forest yeah. starts. Yeah, so he finally did kill her, that. but I feel like he also did that out of desperation because for her to have gone this long mm-hmm. without being, you know, killed, you know, or murdered, it or... was about <laughs> her clock was ticking, right? I feel um, bad. So let's talk about the flim flam, the flip flop, the flakiness. So. She hooks up with Daniel, even though she knows. <laughs> 
that, you know, he he actually went ahead and gave the ring to his then-girlfriend, not her. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, she's supposed to tell his girlfriend, like, yeah, it's not going to work. I'm with Raimi. Look at all this Raimi stank. <laughs> I love her. Um, but then we find out that Kyle gets in an accident and she rushes over. And then, you know, because he's all doped up, we get to see, like, his true feelings. And then the mom's like, oh, he talks you, talks about you all the time. Mm-hmm. And then now she's starting to, you, you can see, like, she's like, oh, wow. Like, I didn't know he likes me. And it's kind of one of those things where um, maybe you you had this when you were in school where you had somebody you were crushing on so, so hard and you were just not really paying attention to this one person and it could have been your friend or it could have just been someone you were kind of like an acquaintance or cool with and then once you find out, like, your your girl's like, girl, you know he like you. He crazy about you. Like, oh, no, we just friends, girly, cool. And he started thinking like, hmm, mm-hmm. maybe. I mean, he's not bad. I mean, we have a good time. He's kind of funny. I feel like that's what happened. Was, you thought she didn't think that Kyle liked her? She knew Kyle liked her, but, but to I that feel, extent, right? Okay. To the fact that, like, even when he's at home with his mom and around his family, he's still talking about her. Um, I don't think she really, she really knew. And then, given the fact that, again, we're dealing with a different version of Daniel than what we had in the past, where Daniel was just all about her. Mm-hmm. We've got this Daniel that's like about her but he's also still about his current girlfriend which she at first didn't know he had blah 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 whatever um now you know i'm kind of like i'm judging a little bit because it's like okay you legit still got daniel stank on you and you talking you all up on kyle giving him deep passionate (laughs) kisses while he's still in the hospital bed but at the same time i'm kind of like you know what let's give kyle a shot Mm -hmm. why not we've already done the daniel thing and, you know, unfortunately, there was that time shift that changed things to where they didn't know each other. They had to get reacquainted. But this is now not the same Daniel. This mm-hmm. is like Daniel version negative 3.0. This ain't even 3.0 Daniel, where it's the new, the new Daniel that's improved. This is like a, <laughs> a, like a bizarro Daniel that's not really, he's cool, but he got the girlfriend. Like, he's technically somebody else's. And you got this perfectly great guy that is crazy about you. Why not give him a shot? Yeah, I agree. I mean, the time shifts are definitely not in uh, Daniel's favor as much as I want to say, like, he, he's a cheater. He's, you know, he's leaving one he's for little, the other. He's kind of dirty. Like, he's he a dude dirt Daniel. And it's like, you could look at it like, wow, it was fate. They were supposed to, Raimi and Daniel were supposed to end up together, this, that, and the other thing. But then a part of me is thinking, like, well, what does this say about his character that he's willing to leave the woman that he planned to marry because he just, you know, ha- started up this... Because remember, this is new for him. He doesn't right. know Raimi at right. all. And he's willing that to do this. not there for him like it is for her. Right. And then, you know, there's a saying that the same way you get them is the same way you lose them. I believe so, that. So, hello, the fact that He's willing to just so quickly jump ship from his current girlfriend mm-hmm. slash fiance to be with Raimi. That's a little shaky. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. It's like, well, what does that say about him? Right. He's a little, 
Whereas Kyle's, uh, Kyle's just been about that Raimi life. Exactly. He's crazy about her. Hanging out with her her, her homeboy, mm-hmm. playing video games. Like I'm kind of mad at Raimi for not jumping at the right? opportunity exactly. sooner. So that's He's why I'm kind of giving her. I'm kind of giving her the bod. That's the benefit of the doubt for <laughs> for the flip floppiness. Um, with her all of a sudden showing a little interest in Kyle and telling Daniel, you know, well, don't tell her just yet. You know, let her have one nice, one last dinner with you. And I don't even really feel like, I feel like there's a, there's some genuine, uh, that the, the part of that was genuine and she was sincere when she said that. But at the same time, I feel like, no, she's trying to buy herself time because mm-hmm. she's trying to see like, okay, let me see what this Kyle situation is about. They want me to come to dinner. Mom already knows about me. Mm-hmm. He talking about, look at her eyes. It's beautiful. That's what got me, Mom. Like, women love to hear that. Like, oh, they my do. goodness. <laughs> like, you talk about me to your mother? Like, what do you say? Oh, my God. I'm so embarrassed. I don't believe it. Exactly. You're laughing because you've been in that situation. <laughs> no, it is true because, well, it's flattering. He, it is. He, if a guy's talking, if a, if a guy is, is talk, sharing uh, is sharing information with his mom about a particular woman, that's legit. It's the real deal. Because sons aren't just talking about, yeah, mom, I had this jump off last night. <laughs> no. Sons don't talk about jump offs. I hope not. Not to their mother. <laughs> no, they talk about the real deal. Mm-hmm. And now, next thing you know, Raimi's going to Sunday dinner with the spaghetti and the meatballs and the whole family. The whole Italian get down. Mm-hmm. And I'm not mad at her. I mean, I'm no. mad because you low-key was sleeping on Kyle for a minute, but hey, you know what? She bounced back. Hey, she there? took a lamb. <laughs> now she bounced back. <laughs> oh, see what she did there? All right, so what, what What you got? What you got? So I'm thinking that we got to hit up predictions. Let's do it. Can we get the predictions? And now, your After Buzz TV predictions. So we saw a little bit of um, a preview for the next episode. We did, we did. So it's obvious that Deacon Joe, in the past, Deacon Joe is still alive. Uh, they got, he and Frank got into a car accident, a really bad car accident, which I thought was kind of ironic because, um, you know, once Frank was saved from the original gunshot that killed mm-hmm. him, they said that he ended up dying in a car accident later. Which is, I mean, maybe a separate situation. I just think it's very ironic. It is, but it is. I'm going to go ahead and and, and jump the gun and say it is a different situation. Because we see where he's explaining how Deacon Joe escaped Mm -hmm. after that car accident. Which means he walked away probably a little banged up, but not dead. Mm -hmm. And what I want to know, though, is... Was that car accident intentional? What do you mean? Well, we know that there are some people that kind of want to silence Frank. Oh. Right. Mm -hmm. So was that car accident intentional? You know, or or was it just an accident? Yeah, now I'm thinking. I mean, now, now, because here, I'll say this. It could be intentional, but then again, if it were intentional... Who was tailing him to know that he was going to be there anyway? A hundred percent. But, you know, it could just be it was an accident or him not paying attention because he was trying to get the, mm-hmm. you know, get the flute out the back. I don't know. Yeah, it's um, I I'm interested to see how that plays out. And I definitely agree with you because. Right, we sort of dropped the uh, Moreno storyline 
and I can't imagine how they're going to reincorporate it back. Right. But you know what's coming back. But it's going to come back. There's no way that was like a huge plot. There's no way it can just disappear. So maybe this is their way of uh, ma- marrying the two situations together. But I don't know what's going to happen with Deacon Joe because one, he's all banged up. Well, I suppose in the past... He's banged up and he's probably angry. Oh, 100%. And he's obviously a serial killer. So what he is... He... Maybe he's going to go after Frank's family. I mean, he was going after them anyway. He's the one that ended up killing Jules. And now this is just fuel to the fire. Exactly. Um, For me... There's a few things. I want to see what's going to happen with Remy and Kyle. Um, I also want to see what's going to happen with Frank and Jules. Mm-hmm. Um, clearly, I'm focusing on the positives. Yeah, the, of the, the relationships. Episode. The relationships. <laughs> Especially since I used to drag Jules' name through the mud. So I used to hate on Jules. Um, but now. I'm a little. I'm. 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 Li- I'm Team Jules as long as Team Jules is open to the possibility of getting back with Frank. Um, so I want to see what's going to happen with both of those. Both of those situations, um, and then I want to see what's going to happen with this alternate timeline where Deacon Joe does live mm-hmm. um, versus you know where she shoots Deacon Joe and kills him and has to face the consequences or and or maybe try and explain the way why she killed him because you see her talking to Satch and then putting it almost on Satch like are you going to cover for me mm-hmm. and given Satch's current track record with Frank <laughs> That's bitch me yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying so I would like to see those different things I'd like to see the different timelines between Raimi shooting Deacon Joe then Deacon Joe getting away but then I also and you know and then her putting it on Satch like are you going to cover for me or not but then I also need to know what's up with Satch so because I feel like there's a part of Satch that knows what he did was wrong in terms of selling Frank out but at the same time I also feel like he thinks that there's a part of what he did that was right Mm -hmm. because he doesn't know everything that Frank knows. So he kind of feels like Frank, you low key off your rocker a little bit. So I kind of got to reel you back in and maybe Stan Moreno is going to be the one that's going to help me do that. Mm -hmm. Um, Cause you know, ultimately I feel like he doesn't have any ill intent towards Frank. He ultimately wants the best, but it's not necessarily coming from a good place because he's still under the puppet strings of Stan. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd like to know what's going to happen with that. Like, since y'all want to jump the shark, I'm gonna need y'all to jump the shark all the way. <laughs> what does Stan have over Satch? Exactly. Like that's we gonna need be a to big know. reveal. I feel it, it needs to be a big reveal. They owe us a big reveal. Yeah, you they wanna do know why? Because that Nightingale was not a big reveal. I know that was. A I letdown. need to be mind blown. <sighs> you but hear that? She needs to be mind blown. Maybe. And maybe it could be a positive situation for Satch because he could feel guilty for throwing Frank onto the bus. So maybe he will like guilt be guilty, feel guilty, and, and help Ramey out. For Ramey, that's a good point. It, I mean, it could happen, but I'm interested to see how the present is going to be affected by the past because. Now that Frank weaseled his way into the Deacon Joe situation, what does that mean for uh, the present version of Deacon Joe and his 
relationship with Raimi and her family, and I wonder if it's right. going to go this deeper than that. And also, uh, pretty the past is Raimi's only saving grace at this point. Since Deacon Joe is dead in the present, they only have an opportunity in the past to change how things are going to go down. Right. So f- although Frank got into that big car crash, he's got to get back on his feet because he's the only one that can save the day pretty at much, this point. Pretty much, yeah. He's is just Frank and Frank alone because we already know that such bitch made. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so they've got a lot. They've got a lot that they need to lay out, and I'm definitely uh, curious as to how they're going to do it. Again, I still I know that this is coming to an end, and I know that we may not get a second season, but that does not mean that you got to give up all your cash and prizes right now. Like I'm gonna need you to take it slow and keep your legs closed. I need to I need you to give us some 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 give us some twist. Give us some things that we're not expecting. Like, oh goodness, did you mm-hmm. did you see that coming? Cuz right now it's like really give the, the people only, what they want. Exactly. And the <laughs> only thing I didn't see coming right now was the Kyle situation. That and the Frank and Jules. Those yeah, two I, I might really, have saw it coming. You kind of saw that coming. Well, after they, they, you know, they got busy, then yeah, you know, but I don't know. Well, I don't know. we shall and see. what's going to happen with Gordo and Dad? I know. Gordo and his dad. We didn't really touch on that, but there's something there, and I feel like the fact that they introduced that, maybe there's going to be a, they're going to, there's going to, that's going to play a part in the next episode or two. So it has to because we brought it up in the past and in the present. So right. it's obviously of some, like something of significance. Right. And, you know, he was cool with Frank and we haven't seen. Well, granted, we haven't currently seen a situation where there's a present day Frank intermingling with everybody else. But, you know, what if there's a present I hope day? There's a present right? day. Right. Me too. Like, what if there's a present day Frank and then there's a situation with Gordo's dad? So. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot of different directions that they can take it um, and, and different ways that they can explore some of these current storylines they introduced tonight. So it'll definitely be interesting just to see where they go. I know. I mean, because they're working with a short time frame. Right. But so I'm going to need you to not just give up your cash and prizes just all at once. <laughs> like, we're not doing one Spread night. them out for us. Spread them out. Like, just take <laughs> it slow. All right. Do you have any final thoughts about the episode? Um, no, it was a good episode. Um, it was. There's been a few snoozers. This wasn't. This was not one of them. Even though they jumped the shark a lot, this definitely still kept my attention. So I agree. Yeah. All right, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. We'll catch you next week. Uh, remember, follow me on Instagram, Twitter, the real OG. And you can find me on Twitter, K I remember this time. And you can get me on uh, Instagram, Chaos underscore Oceans thirty one. 31 flavors of waviness. Yep. All right. We'll see you later. From executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later.
The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.